Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Bandwagon Podcast. Ryan Michaels here with your boy Chip Tiernan. What to do? That was the ugliest win I think I've watched in the past decade. That was really bad. Yeah, I mean, I know ugly. I look in the mirror every day. The birds beat the cowboys. They did. Um, I, I really think that I just watched two of the worst teams in the league go back and forth. <laughs> yeah. Um. Mike McCarthy taking that safety blew my mind. I mean, he knew the game was over. Yeah, right? I mean, but, like, why? Like, I what? So you make the game, it, it was it was 21-9, correct? Yes. All right, so instead of making it, it's still a two-possession game. Yeah, it, it didn't really matter at that point. I was just lost. Yeah. Um, that sounds I mean, yeah, like something Mike McCarthy would do because he's an idiot. Well, yeah. Again, there was just nothing they had to do what they had to do there. So I don't, you know. Um, Carson Wentz played just as badly as uh, Ben DiNucci. Yeah, he did. He really um, did. Ben DiNucci's Twitter got lit up during the whole entire game. I mean, I know it's just, but it's so funny. Some of this stuff was like. <laughs> Dude, it sounded like it was coming from a 13-year-old's mouth. It probably was. It, it was. It was from, like, 2012. I mean, you can't really blame the dude. You know, he had, he had a banged-up offensive line. Their defense is still horrible. And, you know... Oh, Carson Wentz made Diggs look godlike. Yeah, he did. Um, but... Some of those passes were like, Dear sweet Jesus, please let this land. And it landed... Right into Diggs' hand. Yeah, it was just a lot of bad decisions on the part of Wentz, but I'll get into that later on. Because yeah. I got a lot to say about Carson Wentz. Uh, Travis Fulgham. Um, He's legit, dude. I saw at least, uh, on Twitter, I saw three signs I'm in three different... Jersey. Me too, I already did. Three different sections, Fulgham 2020. 100%. That's something that everyone in Philadelphia should get behind. There was a sign in the stadium that said Fulgham for, Fulgham for press. Yes. Dude, it, uh, yeah, man, He's, he he might be legit, and I'm, I'm yeah. Might be? I, he is. I think uh, he, he has is. one more uh, game like that. He is. Yeah. He, he, I think he already is. Legit. I think he already cemented his way into Philadelphia, similar to the way Greg Ward did. You know it's sad when a sixth-round pick that you picked up off the street. From the Lions. No, from the Packers. Uh, off, And then you put him on your practice squad, and then he comes up, and he's your best receiver on the team. Fulgham? Yeah. Fulgham came from the Lions. No, he didn't. I swear to God. I thought it was the Packers. No, he came from the Lions. I'm not even kidding. I, we we can have our initial argument of the I'm episode this up between <laughs> the intro and the actual podcast. We'll, we'll, we'll get back to it, but that's on the queue. Yes, <laughs> um, I could have sworn it was Packers. All right. Well, the Eagles won. We'll get into the whole game. Um, what really scares me, pretty much, and let's move on to the Sixers because there's some big news there's there. Some news. Yep. Uh, Daryl Morey was hired as the president of basketball operations. I yes. believe. Uh, I think that's his position, but... President of Baseball Operations. He is above Elton Brand. Yeah, technically... uh, Yes, technically he's making all the basketball decisions, but I think technically Brand is above him still, because he's the GM, but uh, he's... uh, Maury is making all the basketball moves. Obviously, Brand's going to have a say, but the final decision is up to Maury. So, I love it. I love the move. And... Elton Brand did sign a multi-year extension. He did. Which, in my mind... After after signing Morey, I'm okay with that. I think Daryl Morey, as long as he's committed to keeping Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons in this city and improving the team around them, yep. will win this city a championship. I think you, I think we will. And he believes that as well, which is great. Um, I, I really love it. Yep, it was a great move. I've been talking with people, though, and... Not everyone's thrilled about it. Um, there were a couple of moves in Houston that he made that were a little like, yeah. No, I mean, listen, nobody's going to be perfect, but um, over the past fifteen years, Daryl Morey has proven that he he can get a winning team together. Yep. And I, I think that the ownership and the front office from that press conference that happened today on the second, mm-hmm. for once, sound like a legitimate operation. I'm I'm excited for the Sixers again. Um, also, Daryl Morey pretty much shut Eskin up. 
Howard he Eskin. He did. He did. He did. That was so funny. That was uh, <laughs> man. Oh. Howard Eskin's like, I know you don't got to You got to be nice on your first day, and he he just pretty much spewed hatred. Yeah. And then he's like, Good. Do I have to be nice to you? Right. I hate Eskin, man. Dude, he is horrible. He's so bad. Oh. It's just, he, he just spews negativity out, and I hate it. He makes me angry. I mean, if you listen to this podcast, it's a lot of negative, but come on, can you blame us? But well, I mean, we're not always if, negative. Even if we're winning, he'll still be negative. I mean, like, that... even less, like, like, yeah, we'll be negative right now, but we're going to talk about some good things, too, because they won. All right. Um, but, uh, yeah. That's all we got on the Sixers. Uh, no Flyers news as of yet, and the Phillies still have not... Signed JT Real Muto. They made a qualifying offer to him. They did not offer a qualifying offer to, to D.D. Gregorius. They did not. So he will not be returning to Phillies and Phillies. Unless we resign him. We could. But I doubt. I... I mean, he performed well. I think he played well. I don't know. I, I thought that he performed well enough to uh, play another year at well, least. Well, I mean, we still have Segura. And we, we have Bryson Stott, who we drafted uh, in 2019 in the uh, minor leagues, so maybe they're just, maybe they'll place a girl there for one more year and then bring Stott up, or maybe they'll bring Stott up midway through this year, or this upcoming year, oh, or they'll just call him up and he'll be the opening day starter, who knows? I mean, yeah, maybe, um, maybe Scott Kingery won't die. Yeah, well that, yeah, but I don't want him playing shortstop. Yeah, I, I don't know, we'll, we'll talk about it all. Uh, there's nothing really to say about it. Uh, Andy McPhail had a press conference as well. Uh, doesn't appear that he's going to be staying yeah. after his contract's up. Good. So, uh, at least we have that to look forward to. That'd be great. <laughs> you disgust me. <laughs> I know, he does. Awful. <laughs> All right. All right, we have to mention that the Bandwagon Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. Autumn is in the air, and Manscaped is here to ensure that you don't have to carve your pumpkins when you're grooming. By pumpkins, we actually mean your boys downstairs. In fact, Manscaped is on a mission to change the way you approach caring for your balls. And great news, they just released their products in the UK, Canada, and Australia as well. Now, before I got Manscaped, I was very frightened to actually put a blade to my nuts. It's it's scary, man. It, it's a scary thing. When you're stretching them out and you're like, please, 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 please. It's, I mean, it happens. It happens inevitably to everyone. And it's either the blade's dull or you got cheap ones or not yep. good ones. But honest to God, the lawnmower 3.0 actually changed my life with that because now I'm not scared. <laughs> yeah. I am not frightened because it works. It is great. Now, let's not forget about it's the best trimmer for your butt balls and body as well. You have to know that because it's important, especially for especially for guys like me it's who you know. Over. Yes, you know, got got a little bit got a little bit of hair on the caboose. Just just letting you know, uh, the lawnmower 3.0 trimmer offers a, a replaceable ceramic blade with advanced skin safe te- technology, which helps reduce grooming accidents. Their new weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer uses the same skin safe technology when you're trimming those delicate nose hairs of yours. The crop care kit includes the crop preserver ball deodorant. Everyone knows pumpkin spice lattes and ball deodorant go hand in hand. Crop cleanser body wash, a full body wash that you can uh, you can also use on your hair. Uh, it also has crop mop ball wipes. You never know when an opportunity strikes, so you should always be prepared. Plus, you don't want to stink when you sit around that Thanksgiving dinner. Mm-hmm. If you suffer from a stank foot or stand on your feet all day, then I have a product for you too. The foot duster, foot deodorant, it's, and it's also a free gift. The cooling tea tree oil offers a pleasant experience for the stankiest feet and allows you to take your shoes off with confidence. The Manscaped Refined Cologne is a cost-effective way to smell clean and fresh for your date. The Crop Cleanser Hair and Body Wash was designed with aloe vera and sea salt to leave your skin clean, fresh, moisturized, and reinvigorated. These formula, uh, formulations are all vegan, cruelty-free, dye-free, sulfate-free, paraben-free, so you know your manhood is in good hands. Get 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com with code PHL. Again, that's get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with code PHL. Make your balls a priority this fall when you order a pumpkin spice latte. Make sure to know to take care of your balls as well. I got nothing left to say, Chippy. What you say? Cue the Rocky music. You're listening to a Philly Sports Nation production. Enhancing your Philly sports experience.
All right, let's get in the huddle and talk some birds, baby. Go birds. Go birds. Carson Wentz played like a hot pile of flaming garbage that went through an airplane's engine, comes out on the other side flaming still, and lands in a pile of crap that's also flaming in the middle of a garbage dump. That's also flaming. Yeah, sure, why not? Because it was uh, really dude, bad. It was real bad. <laughs> it was horrible. That was... Four turnovers. Two fumbles and two horrific interceptions. Yeah. I mean... Real bad. There were plays that game where I looked at the TV and was like, what are you throwing I, at? Yeah. And then he makes a pass like he did to Travis Fulgham. That's the thing, man. People are like, Wentz sucks. No, he doesn't suck. He can still make good throws. It's just... His decision-making is has been brutal. He... Okay, he has the capability to make throws like that. Yes. Travis Fulgham in the end zone. Nope, no question. But he makes poor decisions. And you know what? He keeps trying to make something out of everything. Let's go to that second-place strip sack. Yeah. What was that about? He's trying to be the hero, man. He's playing hero ball. But it doesn't work. I, I understand where he's coming from. Like I know I get it, man. Like I, I, I get it. Like I, I, know, I know you're decimated. I, I know you have practice squad guys out there. But you have to you, you have to live to play another down. That 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 for that second play of the game, it's second down. why are you why are you not throwing the ball away? You had the ball for a, a good seven to eight seconds and you fumble it by letting some guy tackle you. Throw the ball away. Now the second fumble, he got wrecked. Second okay, fumble, he was, got wrecked. Yeah, second fumble, he was pummeled. He dude. was. It's just that was on the offensive line. It was still on him. I mean, but like, if but, I were to say the one fumble that's a freebie, the one turnover that's a freebie, yeah. you got destroyed. I okay, guess the fumble, I'll, I'll yeah. forgive that one. I agree with that. But the other three, yeah, you're still responsible for three turners, two turnovers yeah. to the worst defense in the league. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that, that's... I Diggs mean, had one interception before last night. He got two alone last the, night. The, the Cowboys as a team had three turnovers all season, and you gave up four in one game. And somehow won because we play in the NFC East, which is the worst division in football. By by a, a wide, wide, like, the the widest of margins. Now, here's here's my deal with Carson Wentz, okay? Okay. Firstly... There's three things that I need to talk about here. Number one is, it's simple. Carson needs to realize that he needs to he needs to be smarter. But he before you continue, he even said in his post game presser he's going to continue to look for opportunities with the ball and try to make something happen. Here's the thing, and and he said that he said the turnovers need to stop in the press conference as well. But he's been saying that for how how long now? Since the beginning of the season. Since the beginning of his career. Fumbles have been a, have been a, have been a thorn in his side for his whole career. The interceptions are just coming up now this season. So my, again, my first thing is Wentz ne- he needs to realize it himself first. He needs to realize he cannot continue to play this way and can expect to win games. Number two is the whole the, the Eagles front office and coaching staff at this point. Now I'm not I'm not you know I'm not I'm not going to go into the whole draft situation because we know how we feel about that. But this team has not helped Carson Wentz at all. I said this to Ryan before the podcast even started, or maybe I said it in the intro. I I can't even remember at this point. The fact that a guy and we we didn't look up where he's from by the way because we forgot that. But the a fact. The fact that a guy you picked up off the street, off someone's practice squad, it's either the Lions or the Cat Packers, he's looking it up now, but the fact that he's your best receiver right now just shows that this team has given Wentz no favors. Absolutely none. Now, they're trying to now, that in the, in the drafting of Jalen Rager, who, who is now finally back and actually had a decent game, but I just think the the whole organization and the coaching staff has really failed Carson Wentz. Both, both. Okay, both. <laughs> so he was on Detroit in twenty nineteen. He and then he was on Green Bay this season. Got cut. Got cut. And then the Philly the Eagles brought him in. So we were both right, actually. Am I um, bad? I was I was very hostile. <laughs> 
So, yeah. So, I don't... They, they haven't... You know, they they gave out a huge contract out, Jeffrey. He hasn't played barely anything. They they had they gave a lot of money to Deshaun Jackson. Or, did we trade for Deshaun Jackson? I don't even know how we got Deshaun Jackson. But he's getting paid a lot of money. He's hurt every every game. Alshon Jeffrey basically has season tickets just for free. Just for, yeah. I don't think he even goes to the games. And, you're, and, and like I said, your best receiver is Travis Fulgham, who, you know, has busted his ass off. I will give him that. And has played terrific. And, you know, he, we love him now. But the fact that this has been good, like the fumbles have been going on for Wentz's whole career, and the fact that the coaches have not put pulled him aside and said, this has to stop, is, you're saying it. Because it's it's still happening in what year five? Well, is does this this obviously is something to do with Doug not being able to communicate with the guy and Carson not wanting to listen to the coaching? Because I'm a hundred percent certain something like that has to be brought up yeah. to the person who's leading your offense. If the person that's leading your offense isn't willing to listen to the coaches and is outspoken as to what he's going to do, why do you think? And you know, I I still don't I don't support what that person did. But it, it would make someone like an Alshon Jeffrey go to a Josephine Anderson and Josina, whatever. I don't care. Her name's stupid. Yeah, it is. Uh, and say something like that, like they did. If the quarterback doesn't want to improve as a person, as a player, and make those plays that he has to make to make the team succeed, why should everyone else? Why should they trust him as a leader? I think... <sighs> I think I think Peterson does a great and job. And by no means am I saying Foles is better because I don't no. want to see that in the replies. Stop it. I didn't say it. Stop. I didn't say Stop. it. Stop. But some people do. Some people were even saying on Twitter that they sh- they should bench Wentz. Okay, you don't bench your starting quarterback with a two point down two points. That's stupid. <laughs> yeah, I mean you bench your quarterback when you're down by twenty five, and he's turned the ball over eight times. Like not like not not that bad, but. You know what I mean? Like you, you, you bench your quarterback when you're down a lot, when there's no chance of winning. Like four interceptions and two fumbles. Like, like, when, oh, okay. like Cam Newton. Yeah, I was about to say Cam Newton was pretty bad. I mean, he threw what three or four? He turned the ball over three or four times. He fumbled on the last possession, and then they gave it to Stedham for the last the, their last possession. Yeah, that's when you bench someone. But like I said, I just think the whole organization has not done him any favors. And the fact that, another thing too is, the fact that ever since Frank Reich left, and I hate going back to that, but ever since Frank Reich has left, we haven't had a competent offensive coordinator. We don't have one right now. I think you need another guy in there. I think you just need, like, I I hate this whole committee. Well, see, the the committee is a way for no one to be responsible. Right. There's no one to put blame on. The, like it, it's for, it's 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 an it's a scapegoat for us to put blame on Doug Peterson, like which for, we have done. For example, let's go to Dallas. You can put blame on Mike Nolan for being an incompetent idiot because <laughs> right. that's exactly what he is. You can't put blame on anyone in this system, and it's dumb. And it it, yeah. I, it appalls me that Howie Roseman and Jeffrey Lurie even think that it's going to work. Yeah, I, I just I think you need I think you need another guy to come in and you're putting too much trust in a coaching staff yeah. that hasn't. They they won once, right? Yeah. Every other year has been. Nah. They've been yeah, they've been okay. I mean, once this year's horrible. Once but... his rookie year, they won seven and nine. Obviously, the year after they won the Super Bowl. The year after that, nine and seven. The year after that, nine and seven. This year, we're three, four, and one. So, I think you just need a guy who to come in and 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 be your and be that guy, be your offensive coordinator. Even I would even go as far as saying call the plays instead of Doug. Just let Doug over, like he, he'll overview everything, and let a guy just run your offense for you. There's nothing wrong with that. Well, see, and you see Doug playing the calls this weekend, calling the plays. Excuse me. Why weren't we lighting up that defense? Exactly. And well, and I think that goes back to just Carson Wentz turning the ball over. I mean, they were giving him great. I mean, they should have scored only three points. Well, because the that, other two field goals. They scored on turnovers. That one field goal by field goal, uh, field position. That one field goal by Zerline should have been blocked. That line drive I'm so low. Why? Why ain't nobody putting their hands that's up? Just, no, that's just a good kick by Zerline. There's nothing you can do. Put your hands up. Block it. Take it to the house. I just no. I think that's on. I think that's just a good kick by Zerline. But um, 
And they missed another one late in the game, too. So they could have had 12. But, yeah, I mean, you should have absolutely destroyed. Like, and, and there's another thing. They, they, they play down to their opponents so bad. If, if the Eagles come out and play the way they did in the second, like, in the second half against Baltimore, they were terrific. If they come out and play like that against the Giants or the Cowboys, we are destroying them. Every single week it happens. They play. If we're playing a bad team, they will play down to the opponent. And if we're playing a good team, they'll play up. Uh, it just it do, it doesn't make sense to me. And that's the and that's going back. They don't play complimentary football. It's either the defense has a good game or the offense has a good game. And and here's my last point on Wentz. And pardon my language for this one. Wentz needs to be an asshole. Elaborate. Here's my thing. He wants guys to make plays, right? That's why he's throwing the ball up in double coverage, giving, like, for example, on that the second, I think the second, the second Trayvon Diggs interception. Rager's double covered. There's no reason for Wentz to throw that ball. But in Wentz's head, he says, I'm going to give my guy a chance. Instead of throwing the ball away. So, what happened was, we all saw it, Wentz gives him a chance, the ball's not even close, Diggs intercepts it, turnover. What Wentz needs to do is say, you're not open, you're not getting the ball. And throw the ball away. Because if he throws the ball away, that puts the blame on the receivers for not getting open, not on Carson Wentz for making a stupid play. So... Okay, let me try to grasp what you're saying. Carson Wentz has too much faith in his guys. Essentially, is what you're saying. Yeah! Okay. And, and it all goes back to him wanting to play hero ball. He's like, I gotta make the big play. I gotta give my guy a chance. No. He needs to make the play that's best for the game yes. at the time. Yes, yes. You know, you need to be you. You need to be an asshole. Look, I, but I don't. Again, I don't even think that's being an ass. I no, think that's. Is. I think that's being a smart quarterback. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm. Wa- I'm watching the the. Uh, I'm watching Aaron Rodgers yesterday against the Vikings. Now they lost, but it's irrelevant. When someone isn't open, Rodgers throws the ball away because he's one of the best QBs of all time. Right, and and uh, on. I, and I watched this. There was one play where he threw the ball away, and he kind of had a he kind of had a smirk on his face. He kind of had like a like a like a look, like he was pissed off. Because and I think that is he was pissed off because no one's open. And he's been around for you know what is it fifteen years now. He expects guys guys to get open for him, and on that specific play they didn't. And it just looked like he was pissed. And if and if you're the quarterback, you tell your guys, get open. That's your job. Get open and catch the ball. That's your job. Right? That's a wide receiver's job. If you're Wentz, be more like that. Tell your receivers, and again, I know they're practice squad guys, but again, that, that, that's what he's got. So deal with it. If you're Wentz, you go to your receivers. Either you get open, or you're not playing. Or you're not getting the ball. Well, well <clears throat> I forgot Dallas Goddard existed until that one, catch, one late. catch One. And even the tight end. Tell the tight end still. I don't care. I didn't hear Richard Rodgers' name. No, you didn't. Nothing. Um, you heard Fulgham's name. You heard Rager's name. You heard one catch by Ward, one catch by Goddard. That's it. Wentz had 123 yards. Man, that's horrible. That 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 might have been the worst game I've ever seen him play, and we won. How many yards did Danucci have? Like 180 or something. It, it, watch it be 122. I will lose my. They mind. They had the same passer rating. So he probably did have 122 because he, he yeah. also had four turnovers. Well, yeah, but he had no touchdowns. I think he had like 180 yards. My God, dude, that's horrifying. So if you're Wentz, just be be a dick. <laughs> 
But how how do you who look cares? At, how do you look? At, he did have 180 yards. He, Wentz is too nice of a guy. I'm sorry, he is, and that's you know it's a good thing and a bad thing. You know he he doesn't put the blame on anyone else except for himself, and you can't do that. Mm. Now again, I know Wentz. Th- you know he had two. He had four turnovers, and yes, that's on him. But if he throws the ball away on those two interceptions, that's on the receivers for not getting open. Not on Carson Wentz. Everyone's looking at Carson Wentz right now. They say Wentz played horribly. He played horrible. And yeah, he did. Because he made those stupid decisions and didn't throw the ball away. Because the receivers weren't open. So it's not just on Wentz. It's not. It's on the receivers for not getting open, too. Well, I mean... I don't. I don't even know, man. That game was. That was. If a st- I just tell Wentz what I'm, what I'm, what I'm saying right now. But you're not the only person saying something like that. <sighs> the dude doesn't want to. Someone give this clip of Went to Wentz. If someone, if anyone listening, I doubt it. But if anyone listening has contact with Carson Wentz, give him this clip. All right. But why? Okay. Be a dick, Wentz. Sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes when it, when it matters. Okay, here's a here's a comparison, right? You just brought up Aaron Rodgers earlier, and I'm not comparing Wentz to Aaron Rodgers. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. When Aaron Rodgers knows you're open and you screw up, Aaron Rodgers he'll is let you know about so it. mad about he it. He will let you know. Tom Brady, well, he'll let he'll you know. let you know about it. Yep. Like, the best quarterbacks in the league, no, no question. Are some of the most aggressive when it comes to that. Yep, absolutely. Like, it is what it is, and and that's that's another that's that's the time when you have to be a dick. Yeah, but like an asshole. Tom Brady goes down to Tampa Bay, and, again, and my language, and you see him flipping his lid on the entire offensive line, yep. and then they win. Yep. You know it. It just is what it is. I, I really think... and you see it. You see it over and over again in Philadelphia. Like, like for example, on that second fumble, that's on the offensive line. So if Wentz, if Wentz is, you know, that's on the offensive line. If you're Wentz, you go to the offensive line, and be like, that can't happen. Yeah, they'll just laugh at him though. Exactly. You have to take charge. You have to be the leader. So does this go back to the point where this team doesn't have an identity to begin with? There is no, no, there's no identity. Absolutely, there's not. no definitive leader. That, and that's the thing. That's going back to comp, like they don't play complimentary football. Like we don't, we we know nothing about this team when they go on the field. We don't know how they're going to play. Half the players are <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like we know Baltimore, they like to run. Their defense is great. That's their identity. Pittsburgh, great defense. Big Ben, still great. Uh, Seattle. Russell Wilson, fantastic deep ball. Best quarterback in the league. Best quarterback in the league. MVP. DK Metcalf's a stud. We Even Tyler Lockett's Tyler good. Lockett's a stud. Uh, who else? Um, who else has been good? Kansas City. Mahomes, MVP. Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill. You know, their offense is explosive. That's their identity. With the Eagles, you don't know anything. Well, And another thing, too. You look at Le'Veon Bell. He wants to go to a place where he knows has a good thing set up and can win. The Eagles don't fit into that equation nope. because if they make it into the playoffs, they're going to host a game and they're going to get annihilated yep. in prime time. Yep. It's on a Saturday this year, isn't it? I don't know. Uh, but I, we are yeah, going yeah, to host yeah, the home yeah, game yeah. and we're going to lose. Yup. And that's the bottom line. Yup. Yep. Unless. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Wentz can pick his crap up. I. He's already. In my mind, he is in a flaming garbage dump. Because, like you said, if if he were to go to the offensive line and be like, yeah, that can't happen, they're just be like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Carson, you're a good guy. You don't guy. take that. <laughs> if you're Wentz, you'd be, like, you'd be like, all right, listen, guys. If you make a mistake, it's on you. And I'm letting you know about it. What? And we've, we've seen it for years. There's been drop passes. There's especially the drop passes. If 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 you're Wentz and someone drops a ball, that's on them. They have to know about it. Wentz is like, oh, you'll get him next time. No, you have to make that catch. That's, and that's what you got to do. 
like you said, the best quarterbacks in the league are like that. And they win because of that. They are the leader of that team. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. That's what you got to be. And Carson Wentz is not that right now. Oh, look. The good thing is the defense stepped up this game. He's too nice. The defense stepped up this game. They did. Let's move on. The defense stepped up this game. And no, we're not we're not claiming to bench Carson Wentz. I believe. Just be a dick, Wentz. No, don't be a dick. Yes. Okay. Not all the time. All but right. When it matters. Defense. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Defense. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The defense okay. played well. Yeah, they did. They did play well. I mean, listen. I, I would expect them to play well against the third string. Fletcher Cox had a game. Fletcher Cox had a great game. Brandon Graham had a great strip sack. Vinnie Curry had a sack. Um, Danny Slade didn't finish the game with a knee injury. Fantastic. I thought Vinnie Curry was down, but apparently not. Uh, I forgot we even had him, to be honest with you. But, yeah, we have him, and um, I still love Josh Sweat. I know he didn't do much last game, but I might get his jersey because I love him. Um, And, like I said, Darius Slade didn't finish the game. Uh, They had to move Jalen Mills down. Avante Maddox. Avante Maddox. I still don't no. Think, he had a bad game. I still he don't think a, he had a pi. I still don't think Maddox is a good outside corner. He can be a good slot corner, or he can be a uh, a good uh, you know safety like a like a like a safety hybrid kind of. I just don't think he's an outside corner. I think you need another uh, another outside corner to pair with Darius Lay. But um, T.J. Edwards had a sack fumble. I like T.J. Edwards. Uh, Alex Alex Singleton is another good run stuff. They're, they're not really coverage guys, but you know that's all we got right now. So, what but, are we even doing with Jalen Hurts? <laughs> we're just throwing him out there. Sometimes I don't know. Nate Gary's on the IR. Na- thank God. I mean, listen again. We never wish injury upon anyone, but it, it, we were better without we're we're better without Nathan Gary. So there's that. Um, McLeod had a touchdown. On that fumble. Um, Which I, I definitely thought that ball was down by contact, dude. I <laughs> yeah, can't whatever. believe. <laughs> I mean, I mean you'll I'm not going to say no, but like looking back at it, I'm like, he, he was, I mean, we still had the ball, and I had a feeling we were going to score either way. It was it was a weird play all around, because I thought, I thought they recovered it, and then the ball got kicked by the Cowboys offensive lineman, and then McLeod just took it for the touchdown. Again, I'm not complaining, but um, the defense played, they played, they played overall really well. Um... Yeah, I mean, we're just continuing to get good pressure, which I love. Um, you know, they kind of they kind of weren't blitzing in the first half, and that kind of let um, you know Danucci kind of have a, a decent start, and then they started blitzing him in the second half, and then he just fell apart after that. Now, all right, looking, we have a bye week next week. Yeah. I swear, if we come out cold against the Giants... I don't know what we're going to talk about next week, by the way. I don't, I don't Hopefully know. Hopefully something happens. Um, uh, so, before we move anyway. on from... <laughs> we're done with the Eagles for now. If something else pops up in our heads later in the episode, we'll bring it up. But yeah, you're right. I mean, um, I just, and I want to mention this. we got to come out. we got to come out of the bye hot. I, you know, I, I want to talk something football real quick. I was watching the Chicago-New Orleans game right before mm-hmm. uh, the Eagles game was on. Because, mm-hmm. you know, why not? What was Javon Wims thinking? Dude, okay, so apparently, apparently C.J. Gardner-Johnson, or Charter, Char- I call him Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, because when he was coming out of college, that was his name. But apparently he goes by C.J. Gardner-Johnson now. But anyway, apparently, on a previous play, apparently he spit in his face. Gardner-Johnson spit in Wims' face. So I guess Wims was just waiting for the opportunity to go back at him. That's what Wims said. So now I I did read that, but I also heard that like he just denied that. He was like, "Dude, I have I, like I did like and I they, did poke. Well, I, and I, I did that, and I was watching the game too. Apparently, on the previous play, Gardner Johnson poked at Anthony Miller. He, he did do that. So we and we saw that, and he said like I did do that, but I didn't do that. Yeah. So. Maybe he got pissed off at the poking situation, or... No, he, I mean, that that's yeah. fine and dandy, 
But you just put your team in a horrible position for no reason I at mean, all. And you got ejected. Yeah, I mean, listen, he's not, you know, he's not a game-changing player at the moment. Yeah, but, like, to have someone just get ejected? So, it just, it, you know, basically it cost them 15 yards. So, that's just being selfish and, and you know, costing your team 15 yards that they could have used. So, it was a stupid situation. I mean, you know, maybe Garner Johnson spit in his face, maybe he didn't. But either way... You got to be the bigger man and not react the way that he did. Well, and I think punching him twice. I think that there's been more and more of these fights that have happened throughout the league, and the uh, NFL suspended him two games, two games and you know yeah. trying to make him the poster boy to be like, "Yo, nah." Yeah, that's <laughs> what they got to do. They got that. You know, now he's an example. Did you see Janoris Jenkins just jump on he his jumped back? On his back. Yeah. That was awesome. I mean, listen, if you if you see a guy going after your teammate, hitting him in the face. Dude, but like, I guess that's what you do. I don't know. Just okay. So the look of pure astonishment. Yeah, I mean, listen, like no. When he looked over, I was like, anyone, anyone seeing the, the first punch? <laughs> Gardner Johnson just stood there. He's like, what are you doing? <laughs> and the second one, he hit him, and he still didn't do anything. And then Jenkins jumped on his back. I, it was just a confusing, weird play. It was actually smart of him not to do anything because yeah, because <laughs> he could, he could probably get got ejected too. <laughs> I liked him coming, coming out of college. I thought the Eagles could could have used him. He's a good player. Garner Johnson is, but uh, yeah, and that was that was just smart on him for not overreacting. But uh, yeah, it was just a weird, it was a stupid, dumb play. So, dude, you know, I I just wanted to bring that one up because that was one of the craziest things I've seen in football. I've never weird. seen anything like that. It was weird. It was really um, weird. Who was it? Akib Talib and Michael Crabtree went at it. That but, was a yeah. That but was I a, think this was like just a wilder sequence of events. Than it was that. Just, yeah. It was weird. Like. <laughs> Like, the Crabtree and uh, Aqib Tlaib thing, that was, like, everyone got involved. But, like, with the Wims thing, everyone was just confused. Like, they started, they, they were fighting, and it was over five seconds later. It was just weird. Like, uh, when, when it first happened, they were like, oh, they, uh, there's a scuffle. Oh, no, they are fighting. Yeah. They are actually fighting. Yeah. I thought they were joking yeah, around Troy, at first. Troy Aikman goes, I thought he was joking. <laughs> it was just, yeah. Then he's like, uh, dude, like that's the craziest thing I think I've seen. Because then they show the replay, and you hear Joe Buck go, oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, wow. Yeah. That was, yeah. Oh, man. Well, I mean, I, I just hope I never see something like that from the Eagles. Um, we're going to see a lot of that in the stands when fans are allowed back in. But yeah. uh, there's a lot of pent-up anger because of this Rona situation. Yeah. Uh, so uh, let's move on. And let's talk uh, Sixers, man. Yeah, man. Finally some news. Got something else to talk about for once. Yeah. Daryl Morey. I like it. I, I really too. like it. I, I think too. that it's a it's a good signing. Someone who has a good, clean track record. Um, has run a winning organization. Yep. Hasn't, didn't bring them to the promised land. No, but, he, I mean, listen. He did a good job of assembling that team. And, you know, he made... In my opinion, a championship caliber team. I think the Rockets are, are very are very good. I, I I do too. But like getting rid of uh, Clint Capella, right? Yeah, that was their downfall. I think. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I just don't. I didn't understand because their starting center was Robert Covington in the playoffs. So I just I, I didn't really understand it. But um, you know, he he Maury said you know Embiid's you know on another level. You know, he he, he compared him to Shaq. Now he's not a Shaq type player, but you know he he's on the same level of. You know he he he's a player that can lead you to a championship, and he's you know, a generational talent. Maury realizes that, and he he you know he understands that Embiid needs to, you know, be where he needs to be, and that's not on the top of the key. And he realizes that Embiid needs to be down low where he's the most dominant. Um, so I think he understands that, and um, he's going to do the best that he can to surround Simmons and Embiid with the best possible team that they could put together. Now, okay, I think that this offseason has signified to the rest of the league yep. that there are big names that appreciate what the 76ers are. Sure. When you look at a name like Daryl Morey, yep. that's a huge bring to an organization that yep. struggled. Doc, Doc Rivers. Rivers yep. Dan Burke. Yep. Jaeger. Sam Cassell. Sam Cassell. Those names... Jaeger and Burke could probably be head coaches on their own. No question. No question. Cassell, I'm not sure yet. But yeah. 
that very well could. I and mean, yeah, like yeah, I mean, I love what they done with the coaching staff. Like you said, we brought in Jaeger, former head coach. Brought in Sam Cassell, who's been with Doc Rivers for years now. He was in with him in Boston. He went went with him, went with him in uh, to L.A. Uh, Dan Burke, a fantastic defensive coach. I I love every move they made so far in the front office. I loved it and, and the coaching staff. So now Dan uh, Burke said that he didn't like Joel Embiid yeah, at all. In a, in a previous interview, he said you know Embiid gets with a lot of stuff. Now he's working with him, so you don't have to worry about that anymore. Um, so but, I, I just think it's a funny. Uh, when you see a lineup of a head coach and four assistants that could probably be head coaches in their own regard, yeah, you can make a case. That shows that people know that this team can go places. Yeah, you get a championship on your, you get a ring on your finger, you're gonna get hired yeah. in a minute exactly. too, and a good job. Yeah, you're not going to Chicago like Billy Donovan. Exactly. And I mean, if you that coaching staff alone. Is frightening. Yeah, they put they put they put together a very good, very well rounded, in my opinion, uh, coaching staff. And I know and I, they're familiar with each other too, which is great. And I know I said this before too, but when you looked at how Tobias Harris was playing yep. under Doc Rivers and Sam Cassell in uh, Los Angeles, yep. And then you bring that coaching staff to Philadelphia, someone who he two people who he's familiar with yep. has worked with, and he was. I mean, listen, he was a borderline all star with with Doc Rivers, right? So if you know if he can if he, Doc Rivers can bring that out of him again, it's just it only helps his team. And you see, we've seen that Tobias Harris last year before the lockdown. We've had glimpses, but we've we didn't glimpses. we didn't see it consistently. Nope. And now if Doc can bring it out of him consistently, that signing doesn't look too stupid now, does it? One hundred percent. I agree. I feel like we shouldn't panic about the Tobias Harris signing. We should be panicking about the Al, Al Horford, Horford one. Yeah, no question. I, I think. I think Daryl, and that's you know that guy's back to Daryl Moore. I think he's going to do everything he can. If he if he realizes that Al Horford is not right for this team, which I think he will, I think he's going to do everything he can to get Al Horford out of, out of here. Um, he's going to look for a team that can take on his contract that be, would be willing to, and he's going to get something out of it. I think. Um, so, again, he just has to realize that Al Horford is not what this team needed, and. Again, he's gonna, he's just gonna he's gonna do everything he can to to, find, to, to make it right. So, uh, you know, if if that was Al Horford's last year in Philadelphia, by all means, because it wasn't it wasn't good <laughs> what we saw with Al Horford. This was the first press conference, and I said it earlier in the intro. The ownership sounded competent. Mm-hmm. The front office yep. sounded competent. Yep. I was, I'm still not. I'm still a little nervous because it's new. Yeah. But I have never been more at ease with the front office. I'm actually looking city. forward to the moves what that happens. they make. Yep. How they go about con- uh, configuring a roster. The draft. I'm excited for the draft. The draft. I-, I really do have faith that they're going to draft excellent players. And I don't think we're going to see another. Zaire uh, Smith. Mikhail Bridges trade. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. I, or Markel Fultz trade. I really, I didn't have faith in Colangelo. Yeah, I didn't know about Brand until after this year. I mean, listen, he drafted, uh, or did he draft? I don't think he. No, he didn't draft Matisse Thybul. But whoever did that, you know, we they haven't been all horrific, but a lot of them have. Like the Matisse Thybul draft pick, that was fine. Uh, the Landry Shamit draft pick, even though we traded him, was good. But um, yeah, I'm I'm just looking for more of that. You know those type of picks, other than the Zaire Smith, Markel Fultz, Jaleel Okafor, and Erlens, like those type of picks. Yeah, but I don't even think Jaleel Okafor was a bad pick at the time because he was the best player on the board. I really do feel like his first year in the league, he performed really well. After that, it just kind of went downhill once uh, Joel came back. Yeah. Um. Well, uh, I really do have to see. Time will tell, but I don't think I have been this confident. And I keep reiterating. Usually in Philadelphia, we're like, yep, and they're going to suck too. <laughs> but this time, this one time, I'm pretty confident. Yep. And that's because they're going to also be wearing the black uniforms again this year. Are they? Yep. I did not see that. Yep, I heard that rumor, wow. and it was a... Uh, someone put it... Let's it, go. It was a verified Twitter account, and it's going to be their city uniforms. I don't care. Um, the, the alternate one. But hold on. Yeah, I think it was. Heck. Oh, I love those uniforms. Yeah, it was Chris Heck. 
Oh, they're just black. Never mind. That's the all-star uniform. Oh, is it? Yeah. Hold on. Yeah, because he definitely put it up. He said oh, new, there it is. new profile pick. Yep. Yes. And it was AI in the uh, old black unis. I oh. love those uniforms. If they bring those back, man. I had awesome. an authentic AI jersey. I don't know where it got to. I used to have a blue, uh, old blue one. Oh, I had the black one. It was sick, and I don't know where it got to. Uh, when I moved to college, um, my family decided to just get rid of all my belongings because, you know, uh, yeah. You left? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I will now buy one. I have yeah. a Ben Simmons jersey. I have I have a Matisse Iwell jersey. <laughs> I don't know who I would get. I may wait for a signing and or a trade. There you go. Uh, but... Buddy Heald has been spinning around there. I would love him, man. I don't think that it's going to go through, though. I, I really don't think it's going Buddy to go through. Heald. Oh, he's exactly what we need, to. Maybe Dave Yeager has some old ties in Sacramento. He used to coach there, so you never know. But, uh, Maybe. <laughs> but, oh, man, I would love, 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 love Buddy Heald. Also, now, my dad loves Buddy Heald, too. Shout out to my dad. I like Buddy Heald, too, but I was really happy when Buddy Heald lost to Villanova by 40 in the That's uh, true, yeah. That, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I remember this very clearly because I shared it, and I barely share anything he on Facebook. so good at Oklahoma, I, too. Dude, man. listen to this. The New York Post puts out an article by someone. I, I forget the name of it, but it's still on my Facebook. Uh, Villanova will never beat Buddy Heald or something along those <laughs> lines. And then blows them out. Out of yep. the water by 40 points in the final four. Yep. If you lost by 40 points in the final four, how would you feel about that? Not two points, not even five or ten because of fouls. Forty. Yeah. That's horrendous. That I remember that game, too. I was so nervous. I thought Buddy Hill was going to score like 50 on them. I was there. Yeah, you were. <laughs> I was there. And, oh, my God. Yeah, they, they just yeah they destroyed them. Funny story about that game. Uh, I'm there with, uh, not, ironically, or coincidentally, whatever, um, I'm there with my buddy Ryan. We're sitting in the same section, and it's, it's a Villanova section, but we're the two people sitting together out of my group, and we go up by like 30-something, and I look over at my buddy, I'm like, how much are we up by, like 40? And this one Oklahoma fan sitting in our section turns around to me and just goes, 38! <laughs> Like that. I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> cool. Well, thanks. <laughs> thanks, man. Thanks for letting me know. <laughs> I was just asking, man. I wasn't even trying to be a dick, <laughs> as you said, to, for Carson Wentz to do. Yeah. I was just trying to ask. <laughs> Go Cats, baby. One month. Yeah, that's crazy. One month already. Oh, I'm so excited. Hopefully actually get through the season. I'm so excited. And we actually have March Madness this year. Ooh. Wait, that might be copyrighted. Oh, Let's not crap. do that. <laughs> All right, that that is, that is owned not by us. Sorry. It is yeah. probably by CBS. CBS. Yeah, <laughs> it's it, that's Sorry, not ours. CBS. <laughs> we, Your jingle's incredible, though. We, we are parodying it, and it is hilarious, yes. and it is We're awesome. We're just dying, you know. If you know. What yeah, I mean. yeah. But uh, if every single time that comes on i get oh, so excited man so good. especially during the tournament i'm like oh if you don't know what we're referring to just look up cbs march madness theme and you'll get it yeah i kind of want to do it after this uh, can we finish recording so we can just yeah, get it a damn more yeah yeah okay uh well i let's go fantasy how you doing how you doing this week uh not so good why cuz i had to start jimmy Garoppolo in one league he had 84 yards and an interception and then and he, got hurt. he got hurt so that's um, my life. How about your other leagues? Well, oh boy, I'm facing Evan Ingram. I'm up by 18, and he has Evan Ingram left in this game that we're watching right now. And I'm done. So hopefully Evan Ingram doesn't do anything and I win. Yeah, and if I did win, I'd be eight and zero. Um, I'm up that's by in our PHL Sports Nation league. So I'm up by 35 in one league. There you go. And um, the guy has Mike Evans left. Ooh. And that's actually a possibility. Yeah. Yeah, that's a possibility. We could. So I worry about that. Now, if we're in the fourth, then I can quell my worries. Yeah, yeah. But right now, I'm still a little. Uh, yeah, yeah. We're in the Me second. Too. Me too. So, yeah. I mean, listen, Evan Ingram hasn't had over 12 points all, at all this year. So I'm yeah, but Evan continues. Ingram, Evan Ingram's also had drops out of his rear. That's true. 
The, but you of could, course, with my luck, now he's going to score like 25. So, you you know. could give Evan Ingram the ball in his hands, place it in there, and he he'll drop might, it. He still, he might, still might drop it. Yeah, that, um, again, that, catch, or that play against the Eagles was brutal. Do not let Evan Ingram hold your baby. No. Yeah, no don't don't, don't be, let him hold your baby. Very <laughs> that would not be a good call no, at all. Just let him look at it from <laughs> just and, and, and here's it, my baby. It'd be like, can I hold it? Like, sorry. and if he goes to grab your baby, just like just to hold don't. it and take a picture, yeah. you say, you, you know what, Evan? I, I think I'd rather hold on to my yeah. kid. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Um, big fan though. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm autograph? not. Yeah, I'm not a he big. Might fan. drop the pen too. But. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Sorry, Evan Ingram. I'm not sorry. No, I'm not sorry. Screw the Giants. True. <laughs> Yo, d- could you imagine drafting Daniel Jones? <laughs> imagine having an 80-yard touchdown and then you trip. Yo, you know, that these are the things that get me through being an Eagles fan. Yeah. The Giants also suffering. Yeah. I, I mean, I couldn't even, like, just imagine being a Giants fan. Nah. Nah, I'm good. Nah, because they're they're probably all amped up because they won the two Super Bowls. Yeah. See, so we still have to catch up one more. One more, yeah. We win one more, we're good, you know. Well, because, but no, but they won, I think they have four championships. Oh, I, I don't care about that. Super Bowls, but okay. it, Two of them in our lifetimes. Our lifetime, and and our, yeah. my friends who are Giants fans, their lifetimes. Right, right, right. Because um, all my friends who are Giants fans, I went to school with. But and, if we keep uh, playing like the way we are, we won't be in the Super Bowl. So, you know, it doesn't matter. Look, man. <laughs> if the Eagles, okay, whatever the odds are for the Eagles to win a Super Bowl, if you put a dollar on it, you might win thirty thousand dollars. Yeah, <laughs> that's how much it is. Probably more. Yeah, I, I really, I'm actually, I don't know whether to be happy or sad that we're in first place because that means our draft pick is going to be worse. <laughs> yeah, I mean it doesn't matter. Even if we had like a top five pick, how I probably still would mess it up. So yeah, so I, I gave up on the draft a while ago. Yeah, but so might as well win the division. I think we've reached our destination for the day. So, we want to thank you for listening to the Bandwagon Podcast. Uh, follow us on Twitter at PHL the Bandwagon. Follow us on Facebook also at PHL the Bandwagon. Still working on that Insta. Still working on it. Yes, it's but, a work uh, in progress. It's a work in progress, but um, yeah, well, yeah you, well, you'll be the first to know. Uh, go to phlsportsnation.com for all your Philly sports wants, needs, and desires. Go to the podcast tab. Go to the PHL bandwagon. You can listen to us on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, wherever you want to listen. We're probably there. And if we're not, shoot us an email over on our uh, email on website and uh, let us know. Um, follow me at PHL Ryan Michaels on Twitter. Follow Chip at PHL Chip Tiernan. Uh, we got nothing left to say, so we'll see you at the next Stop. Dude, Evan Ingram is so bad. Keep dropping <laughs> stuff, Evan. so bad. It's just keep thinking about it. This is this game is just, just as bad as ours. It's, it is so bad. See you later. Yeah. You're listening to a Philly Sports Nation production. Enhancing your Philly sports experience.